This podcast is a body of work, a collection of words distilled from looking through my viewfinder. Each episode explores the meaning of different concepts, themes, ideas, and subjects floating around in the liminal space of my creative practice, a place to collectively explore the themes that enter the creative realm. If we haven't met yet, it's so good to join you. I'm Lauren Souter, a visual artist and creative mentor. I might be a little too excited to record today's podcast episode. As you know, I record these bi-weekly, so every other week, and I did this cadence because this works really well for me inside of my newsletter, my writing practice. I find that doing something every other week has provided me with something to really look forward to where I don't feel like I'm working up against a deadline but instead sort of with a deadline and it enables me it provides me with the space i enjoy to be able to think about process and reflect on ideas before i put them forth so it's been really cool to experience that inside of this podcast i'm really excited about today's episode because this with this podcast i sort of envisioned when I was thinking through the idea of a podcast, of it being present, so talking about the concepts, themes, subjects, and ideas that were coming up for me in real time so you could really um, get a sense for my process, kind of an inside look at my process. But when I sat down to think about the first few episodes last year, I realized I think I had to start at the kind of beginning of how and why I am in the thought process and how I got there. And I think with this episode, I'm going to break through that a little bit and be able to share some ideas that are very much in real time and very much a reflection of where I'm at today. Okay, I think I'm ready to dive in. Today's episode is about process. Process, by definition, is a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. I tend to define process by a natural and intentional series of changes. When I think about natural changes, I'm thinking about things that are happening outside of my control. So things like time, my life needs, responsibilities... These are things that I need to learn how to work with and how I can find a creative practice that works in tandem with natural changes. Intentional changes are actions that I am purposefully taking, so those actions or steps. So that looks for me like writing, printmaking, taking pictures, creating this podcast, to actively work towards something in my creative practice. Process is important to me and why I get really excited to talk about it because I feel like when I cracked my process, when I realized and accepted what worked for me, I felt like I achieved a superpower. Okay, that might be a little bit exaggerated, but I really felt like I had leveled up from a way that I was working. I feel like I found a way of working that I completely trusted 
and that I had unwavering confidence in. And I'll say like with a little asterisk here that this doesn't mean that I don't have challenging days or that I don't experience more challenging feelings, um, things like self-doubt and things like that. It just means that I have learned how to better equip myself with the tools and resources I need to be able to move through those types of experiences. I also get really excited to talk about process and why it's been something that's been really important to me is because I don't think that art can be complete without some sort of process involved. And I really think that the human involved in the process drastically impacts the art that is made. It's a representation of human, of culture, of living, of being, and those are all topics that really excite me. I think when I think about what art means to me, I think that representation of culture is something that always comes forth in my answer. So this is a really exciting thought space for me to be in. The last thing I will preface in this episode is that I get asked a lot how I manage everything and my simple response to that is I stay in process. The complex answer is I've learned to trust what works for me and this isn't always linear. I move both forward and backwards in my process all the time. I'll talk about what that means in this episode. All the ideas I have shared in this podcast so far are ways in which I stay in process. So when I think about awareness and attention, that's how I'm tuning in to my source, I'm collecting, I'm leaning on my mentors to help support and guide me to ultimately create honest work. I also don't put expectations on my creativity or constraints on my process. I can certainly build strategy into my business, into my business container, but I do not and I will not put that pressure in my creative practice because I have only ever found that that has restricted my process. It has limited things like ideas and inspiration and has ultimately created a challenging place to work from. As I move into the my reflections on process, I'm going to do this a little bit differently in that I'm going to do it through storytelling and kind of walk through where I'm currently at with an idea and how I'm kind of working through the process of building out the idea in a body of work. I have bucketed this into three main reflections, three main words that I'm going to use to help guide me through the storytelling so that way I can stay on track as much as possible. So this all starts with collecting and I went and I did a whole podcast episode about collecting. Here I really let myself observe and participate in imagination. I'm going to walk through my real life example. This is where it starts. I live across the street from a horse farm and when I moved here about two and a half years ago, I noticed that I was 
paying attention to what it looked like each and every day. The way that it had changed, the way it would change throughout the day, and the way that it would change day to day was sort of piquing my awareness. And I started to take an inventory of this in my head. Some of the things I started to notice were how in the summertime, the pasture is really bright green. There's rolling hills behind the pasture, so there's often tons of shades of greens as it is often being contrasted against a vibrant blue sky. I have seen it become really brown and earthy, shades of that when it's really stormy and seen that contrasted or even muted into the stormy sky. When storms roll through, it's really interesting because sometimes it will be raining there and it won't be raining here. It has created mist that makes me feel like I'm not in this country anymore. (laughs) It has, um, there's often ways of which I can see the weather moving across the sky and the effects that it's having on the land. So I started to take note of this in my head. And this is all happening through the simple act of observation. When I'm moving through observation, I don't know if it's going to lead me to somewhere and I don't know when it might lead me to somewhere. It's just something that I'm staying open to, I'm staying curious about, and I'm using it as a moment to just take inventory of what is happening. One thing that I have a tendency to do is ruminate on things all day long. Um, I do have diagnosed anxiety, so I am very aware of how this can be negative. However, I do try to use this as my superpower within my creative process. This has really allowed me to stay in conversation with my ideas throughout the day and this looks like when I'm walking my dog, driving in the car, doing dishes, cooking dinner. This isn't always, I'm not always engaged with ideas when I'm physically in my studio space or physically making artwork. This is a huge part of my process and a way that I stay connected to what feels like the bigger creative practice as a whole. It has allowed me to tune into what is catching my attention and stay participatory with the ideas that excite me, to really stay open to that inspiration. So when I talk about remaining open, it's just allowing myself to gain perspective, bring different experiences into my ideas, and not just be engaged with them in one particular setting. I So as I continue to take inventory and notice that what I kind of noticed what I was noticing um, across the street and kind of in my very local view shed, I started to reflect, process, and understand. So this leads me into sort of my second reflection within this larger story. As I'm moving into this kind of reflection and understanding phase, this doesn't often all stay up in my head. 
it often comes out in form of writing. This is another piece that I have found to be really key inside of my creative practice to help me take the non-tangible things that are happening inside of my head and to move them into a more physical format. I don't think people often think about the skill that it truly requires to move things into a physical and tangible outcome and this has been a really wonderful bridge for me to practice that, to stay in practice with it, and for that practice to not always look like visual output. My newsletter is one of my favorite places to really be in this part of my process. It has become a container that has naturally fit with this. I have been writing my newsletter at a cadence that allows me to continuously explore and think about ideas and be able to bring them to, into actual conversation with other people. Now this is where I'm going to talk about the also moving forward and moving backwards in my process because this is, doesn't all happen linearly. I could have started to notice things across the way and then as I start to process and reflect and move them into a more tangible format I can continue to go back and forth with inventorying different things I'm seeing thinking about it while I'm out walking forest my dog and also be writing about it maybe I stop writing about it for a few months and then I return to writing about it this is me being able to ebb and flow inside of my process, being able to kind of find this buoyancy inside of my process and to be in constant conversation with the ideas that I'm having as I'm molding them and slowly bringing them to life. Through both the process of collecting and the way that I reflect and understand, I often am reading, having conversations, maybe um, consuming newsletters, looking at current happenings, current events, looking at current art shows or other visual artists working in similar topics. These places of research also help me move through the understanding phase, the reflection phase, just start to put a little bit more of, uh, I guess I'm going to say legs, <laughs> to start to put a little bit more um, beef into what I've been ruminating on and how does it start to move into something that is a lot more tangible. As I mentioned before, not all my ideas sort of turn into artwork of some form and that could be, be because I just lose interest in them over time or they just don't end up working out or um, I come back to them in two or three years. This is again how I'm trying to stay as open as possible and let myself respond as much as I can to where I'm at today and what I'm kind of needing and wanting today out of both my life and my creative practice. Through both of these processes, I am also able to start to distill and start to really understand what is 
truly coming forth in what I, what I, all the things that I have gathered around this idea. And in doing that with what I was noticing and seeing through my viewfinder across the way, one of the biggest words that stuck out to me was atmospheres. I was really interested in the atmospheres that I was noticing the dust, the particles, this tied really well into film photography that I was exploring and I started to pull this theme out and see it really come to life in multiple different areas and different things that I was collecting. This then springboarded me into my last reflection and the last um, piece of this process which is making, so the actual making of the artwork or the writing or the photography or the zine, the book, whatever, whatever the creative output can be. With this idea in particular, I just sort of knew that I would explore it in printmaking. This is just um, me responding to my gut. I think sometimes the decisions can be a lot simpler than I make them out to be and it's just a matter of letting my internal being make that decision. It's not always as straightforward as far as what medium I'm going to work in, but in this case it was just something I knew. So I started to move into what looked like or what I would call a sketching process. This looks a little bit different in printmaking, because I need to actually be printmaking and I can't just be sketching ideas to test different things. So I started making small prints and testing different ideas and materials. Now, I will say in this whole process, this is where the idea almost broke me. I say that because as I was moving into the sketching process, I knew I wanted to try a lot of new things. This idea, these thoughts, what I was collecting felt new and fresh and I wanted visually what I was seeing in my head as all of this was coming together felt like it was going to be different visually than what my artwork had previously looked like. And of course, when that happens, I know that it's going to require me to build my skills and this isn't always looking like building my skills in the medium in particular, but building my skills and how I physically am moving my brush and moving the ink on my plate and how I'm going to be able to capture this idea. I was being extremely experimental in the process. I was printing on what I would call non-traditional printing materials. I really wanted to find the right materials to represent my ideas. I wanted each part of this to be intentional and I was really, as a result, pushing the boundaries of printmaking and I was pushing the boundaries of what I was capable of doing. And of course, as I'm doing all of the making, I am still reading, I'm still writing about the topic. I'm still collecting new visual information about the idea. I'm still using my viewfinder. I'm still open to learning and having conversations with people about this idea. I'm still moving back and forth in this process and allowing myself to be fully immersed in 
what is coming up for me and be really curious about that. I think here this is a lot of giving myself permission to ask myself what I need each day, giving myself permission to work in the ways that are most accessible to me so that I can fully explore this idea and become the researcher of this idea. I used to get really down on myself for working in this way. It is really easy to see how this would look like a lack of consistency. It is easy to feel that way sometimes inside of it because there isn't always an output. There isn't always a tangible item at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month. And I realized how much harder I was making this for myself. I needed to get out of my own way and I needed to do what was best for me and lean into the way that I work and the ways that excited me in the ways that brought me the most fulfillment and kept me the most engaged and how I stay immersed in my ideas and my process and my creative practice. And once I accepted the way that I wanted to work and the way that made the most sense for me, I feel like everything suddenly became possible. It has been a way for me to continue leaning into the natural changes and making the intentional steps I want to on a day-to-day -day basis. And to really understand that creative output can look whatever the hell I want it to look like and I can define it in whatever way I wanted to. So process is extremely important to me. It is how I have, I feel like, found the intersection between living and creative practice. And I'm going to continue to work forward and backwards within it as I continue to distill the world around me into visual art. As I'm recording this episode, I am just about finished creating a short class on process. In this class, I am teaching the tools and processes I use to find ideas, collect research, and process creativity. So I'll show you things like how I move through note-taking and organize them so I don't lose what I collect. I'll show you how I am collecting and processing it into creative output, so what makes sense for a newsletter and what doesn't, what might make sense for film photography, what doesn't, or bodies of work and what doesn't, and how you might be able to find your own process and what works for you. So that way you can trust and have confidence in the way that you're working. I taught a class last year about my viewfinder and I feel really ready and really excited to share this one with you. If you are interested, I'll actually create a link so you can join a waitlist and be notified when it's ready. I'm aiming for the end of February, beginning of March. This class won't be um, really uh, long, so just to give you a scope, I'm aiming for it to be 90 minutes to 120 minutes, so about an hour and a half to two hours long. 
And if you are searching for an art mentor to dive deeper into more specific areas of your process, I do have a few more mentorship spots open for immediate availability. I have really loved getting to meet and getting to know my mentees this year. It's always, I love talking about process and it's always really engaging to get to dive into this topic with other people. You can read more about my artist mentorships and book a spot at laurensouter.com forward slash artist dash study. And if you have any questions or want to talk through if that is a good fit for you, you can email me at laurensouterstudio at gmail.com. Thank you for letting me share my enthusiasm about process. Thank you for allowing me to share what this looks like for me and really get to be in this thought space with you. In the notes, I have linked to my viewfinder if you would like to begin distilling your own words. If you can and would like to support this body of work, you can do so at laurensauter.substack.com. There you'll find additional thoughts and ideas, including personal essays. It's so good to join you. Please pass this along to a friend. Be in conversation. Join community. Narrow your attention. Find your shapes and make compositions. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks.